Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? Happy Monday. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm excellent. Yeah, even for a Monday? Oh, very much for a Monday. I mean, it always helps that it's actually Sunday afternoon when we're doing this. True. (laughs) It's a lot easier to say Monday's not so bad. Yes, ma'am. All right. um, From the Disney Parks blog. They have a first look at the 50th anniversary merchandise that's coming to Walt Disney World. That's right. We mentioned uh, back at the beginning of last week that they were going to do a sneak preview of some of the merchandise related to the 50th anniversary on Friday on the Disney Parks blog. And you know what? What? They did just that. Uh, They're going to have a whole bunch of 50th anniversary items from shirts and dresses and T-shirts and mugs and cups and uh, what do you call like the Yeti type uh, cups? Cooler cups, I guess they are. Steel insulated insulated cups. cups. Uh, They've got a few different collections. They have the uh, Celebration Collection, um, which uh, obviously celebrates the 50th anniversary, has the 50th anniversary logo. They have the Disney Castle Collection, uh, which is centered around the Magic Kingdom's uh, iconic landmark Cinderella Castle. Uh, There is the Vault Collection, which is a bunch of items uh, old throwback items related to the 50th anniversary. So it might be a Mickey from 1974. Um, it might be plates from, you know, when your poppy bought them in uh, 1982. Right. Uh, a bunch of stuff like that. Then, of course, there's also the iridescent, iridescent collection, uh, which ties into the iridescent decor on Cinderella Castle. Uh, and that is everything, of course, from uh, mini backpacks from Loungefly to a spirit jersey to ears. So, you know, there's not going to be a lack of merchandise coming out. There's also a Lux L-U-X-E logo collection, which are upscale pieces that are going to debut in November. And I'm looking at one of the uh, outfits here, and it's kind of like a big corduroy-looking uh, sweatsuit, yeah. which uh, I can't see myself wearing. <laughs> no, I can't see you wearing it, that Because it's kind of hideous. <laughs> But somebody's going to wear it. and It's, it would it's, look okay on the right person. It's upscale. So I guess if you're upscale. It's upscale loungewear. Yeah. yeah that I don't, people don't lounge in. They just wear to look upscale even to look while like they're, they're looking, lounging. lounging. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not like the orange fireman's carnival where people are walking around in sleep pants and slippers. No. No, it's a little mm. more upscale, but not, not really nicer. Just like more. Less. Designer. More designer, less trashy. Right. Okay. Okay, um, our next story um, is Disney is from Disneyland, where they have gotten some new strollers to replace the, I don't know, the classic, you know, I would say the old brown strollers, but like right. that's what's been around forever, those yep. plastic molded brown beige yep. strollers. Well, they have been replaced by strollers that are now molded in Mickey's color. They are primarily red uh, with yellow and black tires, black awning, I'm sorry, red awning, with a black side awning that has, uh, it, you know, it's perforated. It's kind of that mesh. Uh, and it has Mickey and Minnie on it. So uh, these are the new strollers. They're colorful. They're bright. The other ones were just drab and plain. Yeah, they're nice. Uh, I hope they hold up as well because the other ones were very, very sturdy. Yeah, I mean, these look like they're, they're almost the same kind of high-density plastic. But mm-hmm. they're a little smaller. Um, I just hope that with that red color, it doesn't fade in the sun. It might. They might be swapping these things out pretty often, but that's okay. They could be. But uh, these have been debuted over at the Disneyland Resort, and they're current. And they do include a uh, cup holder. Um, <laughs> but their current cost now, uh, and they have seat belts. 
because it's safety first. I think they've always had seatbelts. I think so. Okay. Uh, the single stroller is $18 per day, and the double would be twice that cost, which is? $36. Excellent. If you're going to rent them in Disneyland, you can get them outside the Disneyland Park main entrance or inside the Pixar Pals parking structure. Strollers may be taken freely between both the Disneyland Park and Disneyland, uh, sorry, Disney California Adventure. Okay. And then in um, California Adventure, there are some new specialty cocktails available at Adorable Snowman Frosted Treats. Yeah, I just like anything that involves the Adorable Snowman. I know. Uh, so cute. And uh, over at his little shack there. Uh, it is very cute the way that's themed. It is. Uh, they have two new drinks. One is called the It's Chili Lime Mango Margarita and the Pixar Pier Frosty Parfait with Blue Curacao. Uh, they're both sweet drinks and uh, they look nice. I don't know much about the margarita. That would be more of your uh, forte. Mm -hmm. um, but the new Chili Lime Margarita is non-dairy mango soft serve with... Uh, Tequila, chili lime, something, and uh, diced mango. It's going to run you $14. Uh, the Pixar Pier Frosty Parfait is uh, non-dairy lemon soft serve with blue raspberry swirl and a splash of blue curacao. That'll run you back $13. Yeah, they're basically alcoholic beverages with some uh, mango. Is it soft serve? Almost looks like Dole Whip, but yeah. maybe it has dairy. But anyway. Well, it said non-dairy. I mean, how could it not be good? Right. They look delicious. Um, the theme park hours at Walt Disney World through October 23rd have been released. We should just say this is like their consistent set of hours. Uh, Magic Kingdom is going to open at 9 and close at 8.30 on October 17th, 19th, and 22nd because of the Boo Bash, uh, after hours Boo Bash, and it will close at 9 p.m. on October 18th, 20th, 21st, and 23rd. Epcot will be open from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. daily. That's a little bit of a switch. They've been opening at 11 a.m. Uh, Hollywood Studios will open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily, and Animal Kingdom will open from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily. Blizzard Beach will be open from 11 to 6. I wonder what the deal is with Typhoon Lagoon. I don't know. I wish they would open it for God's sakes. All right. Um, in the Magic Kingdom, over near the Prairie Outpost, they have, in, in Frontierland, they have been working on the boardwalk there. They've removed the um, construction walls from a section there, and you can see the new uh, boardwalk pieces. Yeah, and that was in front of the Prairie Outpost and Supply and General Store buildings. Uh, there's a ramp there as well as a boardwalk. Those have both been refurbished. Uh, there is still a bunch of uh, construction wall and a bit of, uh, it's not a scrim, but it's like a six-foot-tall tarp. Uh, have been placed around the front entrance of the Tall Tale Inn, the uh, Picos Bill Tall Tale Inn and Cafe. It seems like they're doing this pretty quickly, and it looks really nice, the finished uh, the finished product. Yeah, it does. It, I didn't realize it needed a an overhaul, but now seeing it done, it definitely did need it. Mm -hmm. so. All right. Uh, off to the other side of the, well, to the middle, actually, of the Magic Kingdom. Um, more scaffolding has been erected around the castle at Be Our Guest. Yep, that's uh, that's the story. It just goes up a little taller, uh, and you can actually get an idea as to what that force perspective is now. Uh, when you because, see the scaffolding, because yeah. those scaffolding tiers are probably what seven seven feet apart. I just want to see a person on it. And uh, you know, in that seven feet, it's like four stories in the castle. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's all part of the refurb process for Beast Castle. 
And they've also done, uh, repainted a bunch of snow on the rocks uh, around that area. Okay. Yeah. At the Small World attraction, they have added some colorful paint to the loading area building facades. Yeah, I'm not sure how I like this. I like it. Oh, it was so drab with just the gold and the white. It was. You know, you, when you go to California and you see their small world, that building is really impressive. Was it always just the gold and white, or did they do that, like, at some point? I think it was always like, just gold and was white. Was it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I thought I remembered it being more colorful. Well, they painted the clock tower last week, and now they've just continued to add splashes of color throughout the, lo- the buildings on so the loading area. It so much nicer. Yeah, I really like nice, it. nice shades of blue, yellow, and turquoise. Yeah, it's like not quite pastel, mm-hmm. but it's not really bright colors either. It's very pretty. Right. I like, I like what they've done. I approve. Okay. Okay. Well, as long as you're fine with it. At Tron uh, Light Cycle Run, they have added some metal supports for the canopy. Yeah, that's uh, you know par for the course. They're putting a canopy on top of this. So of course the metal supports are going to be what uh, what holds it up. It's not just the uh, you know the blue netting that they put up is just to catch stuff. That's not going to support anything. So uh, Tron continues to go up slowly uh, but surely, and you know it won't be ready in time for the twenty uh, for the fiftieth anniversary, but uh, it should be ready at some point in twenty twenty two. Okay. Fingers crossed. Um, the props continue to change um, at the Jungle Cruise. And they have just added some new life ring props to the queue. That's right. Uh, In the queue for the Jungle Navigation Company, they have added several commemorative life rings uh, to share in memories. And uh, there's a backstory on uh, uh, the the life rings are part of the backstory now of the the, uh, Navigation Company, Jungle Navigation Company. So, um, you know, as this all ties together with the new look into cultural sensitivity and a new jungle cruise and uh we'll we'll see how this goes good okay um moving over to epcot they have extended the morning hours that's right as we mentioned in the park hours for the week ending in uh, october 23rd uh, epcot for the entire month of october will now open at 10 a.m instead of 11 a.m that's good 11 a.m was it was late to open a park. Well, you know, that's the time they used to open the World Showcase. Right. They used to open the front part nine. of the park from 9 to 11, right. except for the Frozen section, which used to open at 9. So right. Mexico and Norway would open at 9 with the front of the park, and then the rest of the World Showcase was, would open at 11. Uh, coming back after the pandemic, they just decided to open the entire park at 11, and now they've moved it back to 10. So no word on whether this is going to be permanent, but at least through the month of October, uh, through October 23rd right now, 10 a.m. is Epcot's opening time. Okay. Yeah, that seems more reasonable. It's like, it's enough that it's nice that you have your Epcot day and can sleep a little late, but not so late that, you know, if you have kids, you might be up at 7 o'clock in the morning. Right. What are you doing for all that time? And it's, well, buying breakfast. Yeah. And it's a nice move back to a lot of these parks are now getting 12-hour days, 11 and 12-hour days. So, you know, we're extending the hours. That allows more people to visit. Um and, you know, it, it, you talk about a late start, but if you're a family and you get up at 7, it takes a while to get things going. I mean, think yeah, it of, depends what you're doing. Think about yeah. usually what I call that golden hour in the park. When you first get there at rope drop and those families haven't descended upon you yet because they're at breakfast, getting kids in strollers, getting kids ready, getting toddlers up and out. And now if the park's going to open a little later, that gives them the opportunity to experience the park right from the beginning. 
Yeah. If they get there, but there's always those people where, oh, it opens at 10. Yeah, we're going to be there when it opens at 10. And then they run behind on their schedule and they get there right. like 1045. Right. Versus the other people who say, oh, it opens at 10. Let's be there at 9. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, people who say, let's get there at 9, they're the ones who are enjoying the park empty. Right. Our friend Dave was just there last week and, and he said during the day, uh, the wait times were incredibly long. But they would get there at 9 a.m., and in that first hour, they would do six or seven rides right. in the Magic Kingdom. So, right. Yeah, it's that whole, you got to start early and then maybe go back after the sun goes down when it's not so hot. Yep. Um, all right. Let's go over to, where are we here? Epcot. We are in Epcot. It looks like Aurora and Belle are appearing in distance meet and greets um, over, where are they? They are. They are appearing. Uh, they are not appearing as part of the Princess Promenade character cavalcade. No, it looks like they're in the World Showcase. They are appearing in the France Pavilion. Okay. Along the water there. And that makes sense because both Aurora and Belle have a French tie-in to their stories. Okay. Very good. Um, the Outpost Mix. This is the... Um, oh, there, there was one more... Uh, Epcot story, I, you must not have seen it. No, I don't have it. Unless it's out of order. Okay. Uh, just that the exterior lights have now been installed at the Creations shop, and uh, construction continues on a new quick service restaurant at Epcot. What's the new quick service restaurant? Um, that's the former site of the Electric Umbrella. That's going to be a new quick service and a Starbucks location. Where's the Electric Umbrella? It was right across from the old shop. When okay. you walked into the yeah, left, yeah, you went yeah. past the Electric Umbrella. Yep. Mouse Gears was across from that. Yep. Okay. So, um, so now back to Batu. Yes. The Outpost Mix has returned. Yes, which upset a lot of people. That they're upset that it returned or that it was gone? That it was not there. It was announced. And then when they reopened Katsuka's kettle, um, they had replaced it with a different popcorn. Um, but now the Outpost Mix is back. Uh, it is a sweet and spicy popcorn mix. Um, and that'll run you $6.49. I still think it's a little ridiculous that they don't sell plain popcorn there, that you can only get the uh, mix. It's not like you have to go far to get plain popcorn. That is true. Um, but it's purple and red, and the purple tastes like grape, and the red tastes like cinnamon. Sounds disgusting. I will not eat it. The cinnamon part wouldn't be bad, but grape? Mm-hmm. Um, another Fab 50 statue has been released, and this one is R2-D2. That's right. This was announced by Walt Disney Imagineering on the 6th of August uh, by Scott Trowbridge, who, uh, if you watch the behind-the-scenes Imagineering talk on Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, Scott Trowbridge was the lead Imagineer on that project. So they have announced that R2-D2 is part of the Fab 50 character collection uh, and should be found in Hollywood Studios. At the Contemporary, the wave entrance has been completely removed as they are continuing refurbishment on that part of the Contemporary. That's right. Both the old signage as well as the actual entrance have just kind of been ripped out. If you look up, there's a giant hole in the ceiling. And uh, yeah, they're, they're doing a complete overhaul. Is this open right now? The wave? The Contemporary. The Contemporary is, but if you recall, the first floor lobby is undergoing renovations. There is no way in hell I would stay here right now. Between the tarps on the outside it of the room. It looks awful. I mean, it looks terrible. No, that's a deluxe resort for you. No way in hell. I wouldn't pay to stay here. And to add to that, since I'm um, 
since I'm going to say things that will not sell a Disney vacation here. Um, have you seen any of the pictures I've seen from a few different people? Um, I, I've heard that the service is not great right now in Disney because they don't seem to have quite enough cast members back. Uh, I have seen some pictures to that effect, yes. Have, have you seen the overflowing trash can pictures? Yes, but I think that is the rare exception. Maybe. Um, it's not It's not selling Disney well. That's right. And if you'd like to book a Disney vacation, <laughs> please feel free to reach out to me and uh, let me know. they're just at an in-between where they just haven't gotten enough people back, but they mm-hmm. have a lot of guests back in the parks. Right. Um, I think once the summer's over, things will start to balance back out, but um, not great right now. No. So, yeah, book your Disney vacation with Zoni. That's right. But, you know, book it for the fall. Okay. So over to another deluxe um, resort that's under construction. Uh, let's talk about what's going on at the Polynesian. That's right. The ever ongoing story of the Polynesian Village Resort's monorail station continues. Uh, they have put up a second decorative panel on the front of the monorail station. It looks like they've got at least one more panel to go. Uh, that has still not yet reopened, even though the resort itself opened last month to guests. Um, the Port Cochere is open, but not the monorail station. So hopefully in the next month or two, uh, they're able to wrap this up. So you can stay at the Contemporary and have the monorail, but no lobby. Or you could stay at the Polynesian and have a lobby, but no monorail. Uh, but you can walk from the Polynesian to the Ticket Transportation Center and get the monorail. Oh, yay. Yeah. How about the Grand Floridian? Is that the best place to stay right now? Uh, if you want to stay on the monorail line, yes. Yeah, seems like it. Yeah. Okay. Um, at Tokyo Disney, they have extended their reduced hours and their alcohol suspension through August 31st. Yeah, they're still in a state of emergency in the Chiba Prefecture and uh, the surrounding areas around Tokyo. So the Oriental Land Company has announced that the reduced park hours... Uh, that they have been under since May 17th are going to continue to be in effect through August 31st. So that's about four and a half months of uh, shortened hours that they have. Uh, The parks are only opening from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily, and they're keeping their park capacity at 5,000 guests per day. Uh, They are continuing to suspend alcohol sales, and their nightfall glow will not be held during these shortened hours, which is one of their evening uh, shows. Okay. Well, at least they're still open. Yeah. to shut down. Um, the Avengers campus um, is still having some work done to it in Paris. That's right. That is part of the uh, Walt Disney Studio Park in Paris. And they are building an Avengers campus there because, as we know, Avengers campus is going to be a worldwide uh, Marvel Cinematic Theme Park universe with uh, locations in Hong Kong, Uh, Paris, and Disneyland. Uh, So they are continuing to build that. Uh, The only thing we know for sure is that the um, Aerosmith Rock and Roller Coaster is being rethemed to Iron Man. Mm -hmm. uh, And that is, if you've been to Disneyland Paris, that's kind of the location where it's going to be is is where Rock and Roller Coaster used to be. Okay. So they're not going to, like, take that apart and put it in a new section of the park. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um... Also in Disneyland Paris, a Premier Access paid FastPass service um, is going to have a soft launch, and the pricing has been revealed. That's right. They actually launched on August 3rd, um, and that is going to give guests the ability to skip a standby queue for 8 to 15 francs per or euro uh, per person per ride. 
the Disneyland Paris app can be used to book an assigned time slot and uh, purchase Premier Access. So, uh, you know, it does it in blocks of time. Um, I, I, I don't know where I stand on this. I don't necessarily know that I want to pay a per-ride price. Um, you know, that takes you back to 1970 when you used to pay a small park admission and then buy a ticket book. Yeah. And now you're going to pay a premium admission and then have to buy a yeah. premier access pass on top of that per ride. Yeah. I love Max Pass in California because of the fact that it was $15 per day and it supplemented the paper fast pass system right. that they had in place. I thought that was a great system. Um, but now Shanghai, I'm sorry, Shanghai uh, and Paris are now doing this premier access paid pass. So I don't know if this is going to come to Florida. I hope it does not. But. Um, I can't even it's, say what I want to see anymore. I, they, they baffle me every time they do these things. Mm -hmm. And I keep saying that you do something like this and you're going to lose all your guests. And, and then, then people continue to go. There's, there's more and more people. You can't even get in because it's so busy. Right. Well, you want to know what the, the worst part of it is, is they do the pricing for the fast pass. So the pricing on the attraction changes depending upon the time of day and the demand for the ride. <laughs> so if you show up first thing in the morning, it might cost you eight euro to get on Space Mountain. But if the queue gets pretty big, it's going to cost you 15 euro at the end of the day. So, uh, you know, you really can't uh, can't win there. It's just, I mean, I shouldn't have to do, like, mental math and all this, like, you know, figuring. It's like a gambling situation just to figure out what I should do when I should get on a ride. Right. It's ridiculous. It is. But yeah. that's the future. Well, yeah, I don't know. Sure. I might not be doing too much Disney in the future then. All right. Once again, remember to come to me to book all your Disney trips. Um, you know, it's it's change. And uh, as technology improves, they're going to roll it out to the parks in the best way they see fit. And this is just uh, Bob Chapek and the bean counters, uh, you know, destroying the parks in my mind. My problem is it's, just, it's too much change at once. Right. You know, you have to like, you have to, to do the... Uh, slowly increase the water temperature so that the lobster doesn't realize he's boiling mm -hmm. thing. You know, like you can't just keep dumping things on people like this right. a little at a time so that it doesn't seem like the big deal. Yes. But too many drastic changes all at once. I don't like it at all. Okay. And you're entitled to that. And now I understand why my baths get so hot. <laughs> all right. Any final thoughts? And that's it. All right. Until Wednesday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Mm -hmm.